love the Lord because he hears my voice. Welcome back to Hackberry House, a podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted church of North Korea. My name is Bob. This is podcast number 574. It is the weekend edition in 2016, September 17 and 18. And we're revisiting stories that I put together a few years back, which always can bear a retelling, I think. It's in the the book that I put together called Hackberry House, Volume 1, Two Years with North Korea. You can get that on Amazon.com, by the way. Well, we're doing an article called My First Execution. It's from the book This is Paradise by Hyuk Kong in 2004. He says, at the age of nine, I saw my first execution in the grounds of the brick factory. The man had been condemned to death for stealing copper wire from electric pylons to sell in China, crossing the border under the cover of darkness. He was dragged to a recess dug at the foot of the mountain near a railway track, a train that happened to pass just at that moment by a barely believable coincidence, stopped to let the passengers watch the scene. Executions were a frequent occurrence in our small city, he writes, five or six a year, but the inhabitants never tired of them. As soon as an execution was announced, they hurried to the place where it was to be performed. The locations often changed, but I don't know why. The children went and stood in the first row, ready to leap forward to pick up the rifle cartridges or the bullets that were left uh, stuck in the execution post after passing through the victim's body. People flocked in huge numbers, primary and secondary. Pupils were even skipping school to join the audience, which always consisted of hundreds or even thousands of people. Small posters went up in the city several days before each event. When the time came, the condemned man was displayed in the streets before being led to the place of execution, where he was made to sit on the ground, head bowed, so that everyone could get a good look at him. Oh, yes, there's much more. That's the end of that quote. I commend the book to you, if you dare. This is Paradise is the name of it. And as always, I ask you to weep and pray. Imagine a land where public execution is sport. And think of it. Condemned to death is bad enough. Death is death. Guilt is guilt. People must pay their debt to society, even this evil one. But infinitely, eternally worse. No chance of eternal pardon from the debt that cannot be paid by men. No no Bible, no chaplain, no advice as to how to call on the name whose blood cleanses away all sins before entering that place from which There is no recall. North Korea is tragedy upon tragedy, but not without hope. Let's call on the name of the Lord in their behalf. Well, it's a bird. It's a star. It's not what you think. At 6 a.m. on top of old Baekdu Mountain in North Korea, a bright double rainbow rises in the sky along with a brand new star. This mysterious event has been foretold by a swallow. Uh, don't turn off yet. I'm not, this is not me speaking. 
somebody else's story and includes flashes of lightning and thunder and uh, and the breaking of the ice on a mountain pond what is happening here what great event is being announced to the wondering world why none other than the birth of kim jong-il you believe that a lot of north koreans do or at least did uh, i think still do that's the official story one is taught from a child growing up in North Korea. And by the time one gets to the university level, he's admitted to the Kim Jong-il department of the school, where what he was taught as a child is not finally reworked for an adult mind, but is in fact reinforced. Mount Baekdu, long considered a holy mountain by ancient Koreans, lost in their paganism, has been designated in our enlightened age as a Milyong, a secret camp, the holy birthplace of the son of North Korea's god, Kim Il-sung. People are encouraged to visit this site as though it were sacred, though anti-religion is still the standard fare in textbooks, too. Well, the truth is not quite so exciting. One can easily read the Russian records, if you can read Russian, and that show he was born in the Russian village of and I can't even say Russian too well. His father, Kim Il-sung, commanded the 1st Battalion of the Soviet 88th Brigade, a mix of Chinese and Korean exiles. Dad was there under extreme pressure with from firepower of the Japanese forces. He was, in fact, retreating from Korea into the Soviet Union. Well, what do you do when those whom you trust tell you strange stories. Like when his son Kim, Kim Jong-il, was four years old, he smeared a Japanese map with black ink and caused a huge rain to fall on Japan. Or how he could, by the touch of his hand, turn the sea into not only land, but a paradise kind of like North Korea is today. Well, it's greatly true that the Kims have made North Korea what it is today, uh, but the son is not quite ready to admit to what is really the truth about today. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And just truth with a small t is setting a whole lot of Koreans free, as you just can't keep the media out now with all these phones and gadgets and gizmos that are available all over. They're getting it. They're getting it, and they're trying to get out. They realize they've been lied to and betrayed all these years. Next article called Clearing Fog, Blooming Trees. The positive confession movement may have had its start in North Korea. The people there are taught to revere their leadership by giving them fanciful titles. It's assumed that the saying of the name makes it so, I guess. Kim Jong-il, for example, he's called the center of the party, the dear leader, the guiding leader, the unprecedented great man, uh, the outstanding leader. But is it actually worship, you say? Uh, Rodong Sinmun, which is North Korea's propaganda mill, says this. The Korean people absolutely worship trust and follow the general as God. 
The general is the mental pillar and the eternal son to the Korean people. They are upholding him as their great father and teacher, united around him in ideology, morality, and obligation. So their life is a true, fruitful, and precious life without an equal in history. This kind of reminds me of reading Watchtower, uh, Jehovah Witness literature. And if you read it in that thing and you're told by by your mentor, your peers, whatever, don't read anything else. Don't even read the Bible by yourself. But read the Watchtower. And whatever you read in there is true. And they're fed lie after lie, month after month. And that's how it works. Keep the truth from them and feed them lies and they'll believe anything. That's how people are. You want to start something? <laughs> Block those people that are in your charge from everything else there is and give them only what you want them to have and they'll grow up just like that for a while. For a while. Korea Today news talks about mysterious phenomena in connection with Mr. Unprecedented. Supposedly on a certain day, the secretary's arrival at his office, Secretary Kim, brought a clearing of the fog and the blooming of two apricot trees. Wow. Conclusion, Kim Jong-il is the famous general produced by heaven. Whether it's the Pope calling himself Lord God and Holy Father, or... <coughs> Makes me choke just thinking about these things, right? Actually, I'm still getting over a very long cold. The Pope calls himself Lord God and Holy Father, right? And, and the people are supposed to do that too. Or Muslim exalts his sonless God Allah five times a day. Or a, a modern North Korean head of state fostering praises to a false God. It's only going to bring down curses on a people eventually. When the cup is full, the world will see how smart it is to go after anyone but Jehovah, the Lord Jesus. We must pray and work for the Koreans to hear of the true God who loves them for their own sakes, and wants to live with them forever, the God and man, Christ Jesus. Those thoughts and quotes were from Juche by Thomas Belke. Well, North Korea's Christian warriors, be strong. Here's a challenge to you. May the following 19th century exhortation from a Dr. Maltby Babcock, a Presbyterian pastor, and you Pentecostal Baptist types of today who... Don't like those boring Presbyterians. You know what? You should have you should have known the Presbyterians of another generation. It's true. We should have known the Baptists of another generation too. They were really excited, getting souls saved all the time, everywhere. Yeah. But this guy was a Presbyterian, unashamedly. Let it ring true in your heart as it does in mine as I read what he wrote. We live in a society that plays too much, that runs from fights, that executes well the blame game that moves on to other ventures and the present one is too demanding. In the context of this website, I say that North Korea needs strong, unflinching warriors as never before to speak, to pray, to go, to live, and for those within the nation itself to stay. Easy for me to say, right? Anyway, may we all be strong. And here is Pastor Babcock's words. Be strong. We are not here to play, to dream, to drift. We have hard work to do and loads to lift. 
Shun not the struggle, face it, tis God's gift. Be strong. Say not, the days are evil, who's to blame? And fold the hands and acquiesce, oh shame. Stand up, speak out, and bravely, in God's name, be strong. It matters not how deep entrenched the wrong, how hard the battle goes, the day, how long. Faint not, fight on. Tomorrow comes the song. Ah, I'll take that Presbyterian word over <laughs> most of the words I'm hearing from churches you might like better. Oh, yeah. My last entry today is called All I Did Was Spill Some Ink. An Hyuk was arrested for crossing over into China out of curiosity. All his life he had belonged to a loyal party family. He had received a government scholarship to a phys ed school at age 12. But one day he was out ice skating and China called. He was caught just over the border and, of course, sent back. But sent back to North Korea isn't the same as sent back to Mexico. Now, he was detained in solitary confinement underground for 20 months, then sent for a second dose of punishment, 18 months, at another site. While at the first location, guards kept him away constantly, forced him to sit motionless for days, all for ice skating into China. Down the hall from him was a man who had spilled ink on a picture of North Korea's last leader. Another who had not adequately dusted a photograph of the great leader. At the second site, it was time to get to work. His first job was to break the ice, jump in the water, and wade waist-deep looking for stones and laying boards to rechannel the water. Many died at this same job from exposure or lost body parts to frostbite. Second job, go to the top of the mountain, cut down huge and heavy hardwood trees and carry them down by hand. Many died in this project also. Thank God he was able to escape, tell his story, and be a part of the gradual unfolding of the evil that is North Korea. Too bad for most of us. The book he published in Seoul called Yodak List was written in Korean. Now, my brother, sister in the Lord, if uh, spilling ink, uh, not dusting photographs well, ice skating into China brings on periods of misery such as this, imagine the pain of a believer in Jesus who will not give up his faith in our Lord Jesus. What can we do for a North Korean prisoner today? What could you do? What could I do? Information for this article was gained from... David Hawk's book, The Hidden Gulag. It's available, available free online. Just Google The Hidden Gulag. God bless you today. It's always good that you're there. This is uh, all we'll do for the weekend. Give you some time to pray. Fanny Crosby is up on Monday.
continues her incredible journey into music for God's people. We all have a calling. We all have something that we have to do. May the Lord bless you as you seek and find what it is God has given you to do. Psalm 116, verse 1, we started with, I love the Lord because he hears my voice.